Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. This episode was originally released to M Plus subscribers. We're releasing it from behind the paywall to give you a taste of what subscribers get each and every week, including over the New Year's break. If you enjoy the episode and you want full access to Out Loud, then head to mamamia.com.au forward slash M plus. That's M P L U S. Or follow the link in the episode description. Welcome to the Daily Drop, your Tuesday and Thursday top-ups of Mama Mia Out Loud. I'm Holly Wainwright. I'm Mia Friedman. And I'm Jessie Stevens. And on today's very first ever Daily Drop, which is exclusive to M Plus members, so welcome if you're listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're answering the most burning question that Out Louders had when we asked them, if you could ask us, the three of us, anything, what would you ask us? So we did that for our big Facebook Live last night. And if you haven't seen that, you can go back and look at it. It's in the Mamma Mia Out Louders Facebook group where we asked listeners to the regular show, Mamma Mia Out Loud, if you could ask the hosts anything, what would you ask them? Now, word of reassurance that not every one of these daily drops is just going to be us talking about us. No. No. We're going to be doing... Listener dilemmas. Oh, Wait, look surprised. I thought it was. No, 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 me, it's not. <laughs> sometimes there'll be dilemmas. Sometimes it will be us exploring a news topic. Sometimes it'll be an unpopular opinion. Sometimes it'll be a bit of a chat that we feel we needed a safe space to have. It's almost like we're around a dinner table, just us, and we're having a little chat, and you're an out louder perched on a stool, just leaning in, having a drink with us, having a chat. So we're starting, though. In this very intimate territory, without a doubt, the questions that people most want to ask us, and I'm trying not to be offended by this, is about you, Jesse Stevens, mm-hmm. the fact that Mia Friedman, founder of Mamma Mia and creative controller, host of this show, many others, is your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And that your partner, who you live with, is Mia's son, Luca, who we also have at the table. Hello, Luca. Hello. And how the hell all that works. So I have channeled the outlouders. Listen to what they want to know. You have handwritten notes, Holly. What the hell? (laughs) I had to handwrite them because I didn't want you to see them in a Google Doc. It's like who wants to be a millionaire. I hope there's a prize. (laughs) First of all... Can you all acknowledge how weird this situation is that you work for your mother-in-law and work alongside your partner, your father-in-law, your twin sister? Can we acknowledge that that's strange, Jesse Stevens? No. <laughs> not strange. No. Do you uh, think this is a, a common I'm experience? Not your actual mother, like not officially. Not no, officially, no. I wish. That can be another bonus <laughs> segment. It's just me sitting with Luca being like, can you propose and I want a baby. But um, I don't think that's a segment as much as a demand. As a demand that's just a casual Monday night. Um, we had your book launch in the office the other day and there was a moment where I thought, this is a trap. <laughs> 
my <laughs> book launch. Tell everyone trap. what happened, Luca, because that was very funny. Was. There was a moment where I thought, okay, so what's happened is under the ruse of launching Jessie's book, Jessie's got her whole family, best friends, colleagues into the office. The in, important people from your life because I wouldn't space, want your grandparents to miss it. Come up with an excuse to dress up. And wear white, put makeup on. Yeah. You were wearing, wearing white. white. Yeah. And she's either going to propose herself or demand that I propose to her in front of a room of 100 people. Or yeah. just oh. do what my dad did at his 60th, which is just have a celebrant there to renew his vows with my mum. You could have just said. Just trap him. <laughs> Here's one I prepared earlier, a celebrant. If you're a proper feminist, Jesse, you would have proposed in that moment. You would have put him on that spot, but you didn't do it, did you? No, I didn't. Thanks I'm... for letting us all down. Exactly. When we were talking about M Plus launching and this new segment launching, a lot of outlouders thought I was announcing my pregnancy, which I really appreciate that they thought I would do it via the Mamma Mia Instagram account. <laughs> no, that um, was for extraordinary stories because it was something like extraordinary something is coming. extraordinary is coming. And people my like, baby is Jesse Mia <laughs> Friedman's <laughs> first grandchild. <laughs> Named Mia Jr. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, okay, maybe it's okay. weird. Maybe it's weird. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. First of all, I'm taking you back to the beginning a little bit. For any outlouders who don't know, Jessie came to work at Mamma Mia with her twin sister, Claire. They started as interns. They were clearly annoyingly talented. They got hired. They had to share a job for a while, but they got hired. (laughs) (laughs) and worked in a team quite closely with Luca, who is Mia's son. And he, at the time, was working at Mamma Mia too. He still is. But at that time, he was working in the editorial team. Yeah. So working quite closely with Jesse. I was an intern. I was an intern at that time. And yeah, yeah. you weren't a direct oh, no, report, no, no. which I think is no, important we need to, to put make on the record. make that very yes. clear that yes. there was no imbalance of power Correct. here. Correct. No coercion. On the other hand, I was both <laughs> of your boss. So that was fun. And I just didn't know what the hell was going on. (laughs) Well, I'm going to ask you a question about that in a minute. My first question is about this beginning. So when you two began to like fall in love at the office, Mm. you must have known the stakes were high because dating the boss's son is a little bit risky. Yes. And my voice of reason was named Claire and she is my twin sister and she was saying, terrible idea, don't do it, because there was a rumour going around, probably started by Mia herself, that Luca liked me because she just wanted a bit of office goss. But someone said, I think Luca might like you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 and ignored that because Luca was younger than me and I was very narrow-minded. How much younger? Six years, seven years. What do you mean? Were you going like, oh, let me just work it out as if you haven't known? I He see, was 19. And you were 26. I'm not good with ages because they change all the time. <laughs> they do change. I think I was 18. You maybe. weren't? No, no, no. That sounds so bad. He you was were 19. 12 and you were 19. <laughs> Stop. Don't. 
you were 19. Yeah, you were 19. Okay. I'm right. turning 20. Anyway, and I was an adult and then we sort of started hanging out a little bit, firstly as a group and then we started going to the beach or whatever and I thought, oh, this guy's really nice. When you saw me take my shirt off at the beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was the sign with your big muscles. And then once I remember going to the beach with you and you were like, we didn't have towels and you were like, we need to go by my house to get towels and I didn't put two and two together that my boss – my CEO and my creative, whatever the hell she calls herself, would be in that home. <laughs> what is your you, title at the moment? You had more respect for Mia in those days, Jesse. I feel. <laughs> I then turned up to the house to get a towel and they were just walking around living their weekend life. Your mm. dad didn't have a coloured shirt on. I was panicking, trying to act like this was normal. And by then I think I was in the deep end. Oh, yeah. Because this is my question because I have, as I'm sure many of our listeners have, had an office romance before, right? And the stakes are high in office romances mm. in normal circumstances because it's not like if this doesn't work, I never have to see you again. That's not an option in an office romance. Was there a moment for you two when you knew the stakes here are high so this has to matter, it can't just be a fling? Absolutely. Like going into it, objectively, I was. this is a bad idea, this is a bad idea. None of this makes sense logically. And fair enough too when I tried to convince, even though I thought that, I'm like, oh, we should still try. The heart wants what it wants, doesn't it, Luca? Very valid hole. And so your family, friends, and your sister Claire, as you say, were saying, this is a fucking terrible idea. Do not do it. And so I knew that I, I was up against it from the start, but that helped. I had this vision of myself. I felt like I was rocky, like training for the yes. thing, like up against the odds, like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I was really up against it. I have the Do you want to tell the group what you said to me in the car the other day about how it's not a coincidence you've never been heartbroken? You said it because I am such a pragmatic, logical thinker and I think with my head. Yes. And so I don't make bad decisions. I only yes. make good ones. Yes, that's correct. And it was the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard because I could have broken your heart at any point. Have but you? you said no. you'd really thought it out and you'd thought out all the possibilities and it was when Claire looked at me and said, even if this doesn't work, Luca isn't going to look at his parents and say, fire her. He will find a way to make this friendship work because he's a good person. Oh. And I think that's very, very true, that even if it didn't work, you're not vindictive, you're not the type of person to never speak to your ex-girlfriend again, mm. you don't call your exes crazy, you're generally a very good person, so it wouldn't have been a crisis. But do you really know a person until either you've done them wrong or they've done you wrong? Like, do you really know? I think that there are signs and I think that Claire was sniffing around for signs that Luca might have been... That guy. Well, you might imagine from a distance, you might think, oh, he must be a bit of a playboy. He's like, you know, yeah. his mum's Mia Friedman. She's a glamorous magazine person, as we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you, Mia, what was your first thought when you heard about this romance? Can I say, Luca, when you said, I think I've got a crush on Jesse. You said, which one is Jesse? <laughs> you answer can you remember how you answered i think i said <laughs> the one with the fringe do you really still get them confused and then you said what was your way of remembering them when they started at mama mia claire had a longer face like a clarinet claire clarinet yeah Gosh, how does claire feel about that anyway <laughs> once you'd worked out which one jesse was yeah what was your instinct about this look i was just delighted that he was interested in someone because i had been like 
why are you not bringing people through the house all the time? In his very sensible, pragmatic style, said, I don't want to waste anyone's time if they're not right. I and think I'm he like, really doesn't want to waste his own time, but that's a nice way Also of his it. time. But I'm like, but what else are your teens and your 20s meant to be if it's <laughs> not about wasting other people's <laughs> time and your own? Going to move on from the awkward early days. People are really interested, Out Loud has always want to know, about the working together dynamic. Now, it's both of my co-hosts on Out Loud work with their partners, right? So obviously Jason, Mia's husband, is the CEO around here. He's very important, as is Mia, of course. And Jesse and Luca still do work together, but not in the same department anymore. What is it really like to share a home and a work life and a social life and not have that distance? Do you like it? Can you imagine it any other way? I can't imagine it any other way. Sometimes I wonder how it would change our relationship if we worked at different places. I think there's a lot of layers upon every work story you tell. So, you know, you can come home and you can either vent or you can say this happened or that happened or funny story. And I might have a funny story about something that went wrong, but it's not funny to Luca because he's holding the mental load of the business run by his parents. And that can be really difficult. So Luca's sort of been clear about what he doesn't want to hear. Do you have, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Mia, because while you're here, why not? Do you have any rules or boundaries about what you do and don't discuss like do you go like no work talk after six or we're not like, like do you have oh, any if Luca stuff? tried to institute that I would not abide by those rules whatsoever but I think Luca has a thing about being heaped with a problem he can't solve I'll start a story and he'll say will this story make me feel anxious not a problem I can't solve a problem that you don't want to be solved or can't be solved yeah so if you're telling me about a problem I'm going to solve it which I think is a very masculine, feminine, traditional, mm. dynamic type thing probably. Yeah, right? yeah. And I get annoyed sometimes. I hear things about work and I'm like, why didn't you tell me that? But it's because you just don't bloody tell me things. That's why I have to go through your diary. I have to go <laughs> through your through messages your to just go, what is happening in Luca's life? What about you, Mia? Do you and Jason talk about work constantly? Um, yeah. Uh, mm, the kids are jack of it now after 14 years. So <laughs> we try not to like at the dinner table and stuff. I worried about that. Obviously, I couldn't have been happy when Luca fell in love with Jesse and she loved him right back. That's been one of the great joys of my life. But I was worried that it was too enmeshed. I mean, Jewish families can be a bit enmeshed anyway. And I remember you, Hol, actually said to Jesse one time, don't you feel claustrophobic sometimes? The idea of not having work as being something that's separate to your relationship that and your partner. That possibly says more about me. And Jesse, <laughs> do you remember what you said? No. You said... I'm a twin, so I'm not used to having anything separate ever. Yeah. And I thought, ah, that's why you can handle all this without feeling claustrophobic. And I'm sure you do feel claustrophobic sometimes. But it's because you've got that degree of enmeshment that you've always known with your twin and you've got twin siblings. Which is true because the amount of days I come home from work and Claire is for some reason on my couch or in my house eating my food (laughs) would outnumber the days that I don't. (laughs) the generous spirit. But Uh also, Luca, I asked you about do you feel claustrophobic on a different occasion, like working with your girlfriend and your parents and your girlfriend's sister, and do you remember what you said? Negative. Was it that I don't know anything else? No, you said it's really efficient. 
You said, I don't know how people <laughs> that, that who matter. don't have their – because also your friends, both of you have – you know, we're all lucky enough to work in an environment where we work with a lot of people we're friends with. We've become friends with our coworkers because it can be quite a fun and also intense environment. And you said, Luca, it's so efficient because, like, imagine if I had to explain to my parents what was going on at work or explain to my girlfriend what was going on with my parents – but everybody knows everything about everybody else, so it's just easier. Oh I don't have to goodness. communicate with anyone. Correct. <laughs> I also you said, find... You said, I don't know how other people do it who don't work with their parents and family and friends and partner. I also find that because you will have arguments with people at work, you won't say eye to eye. If I'm at work during the day and, you know, having work-like frustrations, whether it's with Mia or Jason or even bloody Luca, sometimes I'm in a meeting and I just want to yell at him the person that I see inside their own home is actually a different person it's really hard to explain I've got the same thing with my sister in fact I think siblings get it is that you can flick a switch in this context I'm still annoyed at you at 9am on Monday morning it's not gone but there is different contexts and that means that you're not walking into and this is something I've struggled to convince people is that you're not walking into Luca's family's house on a Saturday going let's pick up off that meeting we Yes. left on Thursday. That's oh God, no, not never. how it works. And some people were worried about that at the start. Mm. They were like, are you all going home and bitching about us at work? Oh, or very something? much. It was all a bit strange. Yeah, yeah and you had to deal I with did, that whole, it- and it was a bit of an HR issue in terms of some people were really unsettled by the power imbalance that it threw mm-hmm. up. We dealt with it. We worked through it. We walked through it together. Most people like to bitch about their mother-in-laws and most people like to bitch about their bosses. And so when your mother-in-law is your boss... Does this make bitch also yes. bitching more yes. efficient or does it make it harder? <laughs> <It allows? laughs> because you can't actually point. do that. But I'm much. not her it's boss. Like I'm allowed. not. No, she doesn't true, report really. to me. No one reports to me and that's how I like it. Yeah. So it's not like I'm ever, so Jesse, let's talk about your salary or let's talk about your KPIs. Yeah. Like it's never that. We don't have that relationship. And there's an overlap. Like I would say the way you annoy me in the workplace yeah. is different and varied to the way you might annoy me in a home. And so <laughs> there is... I like to mix it up. Yeah. You're a surprise and delight. That's Keep what you're about. Fresh. And so, you know, I might go, Luca, your mum's being annoying about X in the workplace. And while we're on that, she leaves <laughs> tea cups all around the home in like her actual house and she touches me a lot. Just to clarify, you mean hugging and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't like <laughs> physical affection. Yes. In my defence, one time my dog vomited your tampon <laughs> onto the f- rug in front of the fireplace while we were all sitting there. That did happen. Yeah. I so, you know, I can see Emma's I face. I can't believe I've not told her that story. I didn't story. complain to anyone about that. In fact, what did you do, Mia? You, I was in shoe? shock because I was hyperventilating and going, okay, oh this dog God. has yeah. just vomited up my used tampon in yeah. front of my boyfriend's mum. And his siblings, one of them is eight years old and he's crying (laughs) and the other one is rocking in the corner. And I was hyperventilating and Luca looked at me and he said, you know, my mum just cleaned up your vomited tampon. And I was like, I was shocked. Honestly, that dog. Um, Final question for Luca. Will Mia ever get her key to your home? There's been a lot of discussion about this on Outloud. For Outlouders who aren't aware, Luca was living at home until earlier this year and now he and Jesse have their own home. Jesse was living there too for some yep. time. Mia wants in. So Jesse and I just got a dog, right? 
and we love our dog enormously, but because I'm an overprotective, oversensitive father to our child, our child, Chili, I don't like leaving at home all day alone while we work. Like she's absolutely fine, obviously, but I think, oh, she needs love and she needs to go out for a wee. So the only reason I would give me a key is because she loves Chili and she could go over sometimes, maybe in the afternoon when she can get off work early. Luca is looking up. at me as he says this and what he's saying with his eyes is, can we give my mum a key? There is this, a door is opening here, Mia. So the reason the door is not open is because I know that if you get a key, then that means Claire will be petitioning for a key and I'm completely against that. If your mum gets a key, Claire gets exactly. a key. Exactly. So I it's can't a believe hard, Claire doesn't have a key. It's a hard no for me. I do love Claire, but but she's in our home a lot. She spends a lot of time in our home. <laughs> Should I we would take like this conversation in, I'd like to spend more time in your home. But I look, I'm trolling you about the key. I also have a mother-in-law. I love her very much, but there's something about that is a hard boundary that you have to have. So, as much as you want me to have a key, guys, I'm not going <laughs> to accept. Need, that I don't key. need one, except when it's really necessary. Mia, is there anything lovely you'd like to say about? The fact that you get to spend every day with your talented son and your talented daughter-in-law. Look, it's just a great, you know. Don't fake a, cry. Like, just. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to fake cry. She's going to cry. It's I know your mom. great joy of my life watching these two together. I was trying to explain to someone the other day, watching them together, because I've written before about, you know, your son growing up is like the slowest breakup that you'll ever know as a mother. But watching them together is like. I can't even explain it. It's like it's happening to me. Like the joy that I get from watching how happy they make each other fills my heart. Oh, I love that. Oh, on that note. Can I have a key now? <laughs> kidding. I don't want a key. Okay. That concludes our Daily Drop with special guest, Luca Levine. Thank you, Luca Levine. Thanks for having me, everyone. When you are ready to propose, you know where to do it. It's yeah. a great M plus M special plus. segment. Really hook for subscribers, Luca. Just putting it yes, out there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> our first ultrasound. Oh, my our gosh. First <laughs> conception, so, perhaps. So much content. Conception as a bonus set. We could do a live. Yes. Insta live. Conception. <laughs> so much content coming your way on M plus members, honey. How much can we charge for that? Thank you very much. Uh, That concludes our first ever Daily Drop. Not every one of these will be as long or as intimate as that, but we thought that's what all the Outlouders want to know, and now they know inside the home lives of this very strange family. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Bye! Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.